what up? Welcome to another episode of Season 2 with Late Nights with Lenny. Of course, I'm your host. It's late at night and I'm Lenny. Anyway, so I wanted to start out with probably the most controversial opinion of all time. And that is that all, not all, but most vegans are slave owners and slaveholders for that matter. And uh, don't be shocked. You shouldn't be shocked. You should actually be thanking me because you know that I'm right. So let me just explain the theory. All right. And I'll give you a little background to this. So once upon a time, I knew a bunch of vegans and I've read a lot of vegan apologetics on the internet, a lot of vegan stuff. And there's lots of shaming of people who aren't vegan. And not, not every vegan is this way. I know some awesome people who choose to be vegan or vegetarian or whatever. And I literally have no problem with anyone's diet. Like if you just want to eat starburst all day, cool. If you want to eat vegetables forever, like that's cool. I'm not here to talk about the health benefits of veganism or carnivorism or anything like that, because I'm just not the kind of person that's going to sit here and talk about the science of it necessarily. But there's interesting things when regular vegans start to like go out of their way to shame regular people who eat meat and other animal products, which if you believe in evolution, we've been doing this for millions of years. If you don't believe in evolution, you still believe that mankind has been doing this for a very long time. Um, but yeah, I've just noticed, and I've had a couple experiences, even at school, like being vegan shamed, like for just eating regular food, you know, like that milk is for baby cows. We shouldn't be eating cows. Cows are ruining the earth. Like, wow, you're killing my friends. You're eating my friends. You're, you participate in the genocide of people and those people are animals. And it's some of the most interesting, uh, moral arguments I've ever heard, but it doesn't make me like want to try veganism if I'm going to be attacked like that, which I have actually tried veganism for a short period of time. And, um, I have a lot of stomach issues. And so what's really hard for me is I will eat vegetables and I get really, really sick after. And so it's hard for me to go strictly vegan, but there are times where I just eat vegetables only for a good amount of time. And, um, just because I feel like it's good to change up the diet every now and then. Um, anyway, so you're going to be saying, okay, Lenny, so you are a bastard because you're saying that all vegans are slave owners. And I'm not saying that all of them are, I'm saying that a lot of them kind of are in a way. And this is how, so I've made the observation and this is a huge generalization. I could 100% be wrong, but I would say at least 75% of all vegans, probably 95% of all vegans or vegetarians that I know, especially the ones who shame people, own pets. Now, I mean pets such as cats, dogs, rats, snakes, you name it. Most of the vegans I know own animals as pets, which, whatever. I'm not a pet person. I didn't grow up with pets. Um, I think animals are cool, but I, I only think that I would probably get like a humongous like Irish wolfhound or something if I lived on a big, big, uh, not with even a big yard, but a big amount of property. Jeez, that sounds so awkward. 
But if I had a place where I had a lot of room that I could run around and work and do all this stuff, I'd probably, you know, out in the middle of like nowhere, I would most definitely have a dog or two. I think it's just good. Dogs are good for a lot of things that way. But I'm not talking about like your little designer dogs or just dogs that you get because they look cute. Like whatever. Uh, people can choose whatever they want. But I personally would only buy an animal to use it as a tool. Anyway, so I've observed that most vegans definitely have pets. And the interesting thing is I've actually read, I spent like 30 minutes the other night reading about um, vegans from like the, the official like vegan organization of the United Kingdom. And a lot of vegans classify animals as persons. Not humans, but persons. Meaning they can feel pain, they have some semblance of knowing that they are existing or conscious or something. Anyway, so the theory is that most animals are persons. Maybe you see where I'm going with this. Anyway, if most animals are persons, that means that most vegans own persons that are not their offspring, not their spouses, not their significant others. Most vegans who have dogs have people or persons. So in reality, it's interesting to think, well, you believe that animals have rights. You believe that animals shouldn't be killed. You believe that animals shouldn't be um, treated cruelly. I'm like, that's cool. I don't think it's fun to torture an animal for anything. Like I can get with you there. But what's interesting to me is that, and you believe in consent, I've heard that argument before. A cow didn't consent for you to steal its milk and drink it. A cow didn't consent for you to kidnap its children and then raise them and murder them. A cow didn't consent for you to murder it and eat it in, in the form of a steak or a burger. And I submit this argument. Your dog didn't submit to you or consent to you to be owned. Your dog did not say, I consent. You can take me. I am a person. You can pay money for me. You can own me. You can feed me. You can rely on me for all of your emotional needs because that's what a lot of people seem to do. Like they, you know, our society's messed up when people treat their animals better than they treat their fellow humans, but that's something that's up and coming and very much becoming more popular. So we have a bunch of these uh, vegans that own persons and a lot of the times, not a lot of the times, I'd say a good amount of times. They are breeding their persons that they own with other people's persons and then selling the offspring for money. Does it sound like slavery to you? It does sound like slavery to me. That's, that's because it is. So if, if you are a vegan, you believe that animals are persons, you need to understand that your animals did not consent for you to own them, to pay money for them, to keep them oftentimes in a cage or a shot collar. Um, your animals didn't consent because animals by nature are not, don't consent because they can't consent. Your dog may lick your face, but yeah, it's because he's excited that the person who's going to give him food and shelter is, is there. You can make the argument, oh, well, dogs, wolves evolved with humans for 50 trillion years. And that means that all dogs consent, but they don't because we have wild animals 
And there's so many instances I know in my personal life of people who had dogs or cats that just run away and never come back. That to me says that you held an animal, you held a person against its will um, for your own needs in a cage and it ran away because it didn't like how it was being treated. So it's interesting to me when vegans give the moral argument of consent and murder and torture and all that kind of stuff when in reality... It's really not that different than what they're doing. And you can say, well, I treat my animals great. They love me. Well, studies have actually shown that if you if you had cats and they were like the size of lions and tigers, they'd probably just kill you because cats really don't really like people. Some do, but mostly not. Plus, humans are allergic to cats. Not all humans, of course, but some are. Maybe even some are uh, addicted to dogs. I mean, allergic to dogs. Sheesh. Some are addicted to dogs for sure. But anyway, I just thought that was an interesting thing. I've been thinking about that, and the other night I was thinking, yes, this is interesting, uh, because it's true. And if you are a vegan listening to this podcast, and you own an animal, I just want you to know that you need to acknowledge that you didn't let your dog, or cat, or even snake consent to you keeping it. And if it's like a rodent, rabbit or anything like you definitely didn't get the consent from that animal that animal can't even tell you that it consents it can't even lick your face in consent and so yeah that's why veganism is so dangerous i'm kind of joking but in reality i think it's just a funny thing to say and it's an interesting point to make and i've also been thinking a lot and this is going to delve into politics um a little bit so trigger warning. Don't get triggered because this is my podcast and I can say whatever I want. I can change the rules to be however I want the rules to be. So, um, there's a man, there was a man who's buried in the ground now, thankfully. Uh, his name is Karl Marx. Anyway, I'm not going to give you a history of Karl Marx because I don't really care. Um, there's lots of people who love the ideas of Marxism, even though the ideas of socialism have long predated Marxism. Um, even in Greece, ancient Greece, there was these two brothers called the Gracchi brothers and they were, uh, tribunes for the plebeians, meaning they were like representatives of the common people. Anyway, they are kind of known as the founders of populism, meaning like, what does the popular... What does the population want? What is the popular opinion? And then socialism, which is, you know, what they kind of, what they kind of proposed in the council or councils, if you will, is like, say that Greece dominates its neighbor, raids a bunch of towns, all of a sudden they're in possession of a lot more land. Well, the Gracchi brothers, one of them at least proposed like, Hey, People can have up to 30 acres of land, for example, but, and then there would be extra land. And he would say, Hey, to the people who have nothing and are really poor, we should give them some of this land as well. So they can prosper and grow and everything like that. He's kind of known as the founder of what we think of as socialism today. I can see that in a lot of different ways. I don't know if I espouse that belief completely, but it makes a lot of sense to me. Anyway, anyway, Karl Marx is completely different than these guys. He's way after them. Karl Marx is an interesting person. And I think that his ideas go way deeper than politics. And that's why I'm talking about it. Because I really 
I'm not here to like argue against communism. I did that last week. I think it's dumb, especially the Chinese version and Soviet versions of communism were absolute trash and garbage. And if you've read, read 1984 uh, by Orwell, you definitely should uh, because he kind of goes into what he thinks would happen if Soviet communism expanded. Anyway, Karl Marx is an interesting person and his ideas definitely permeate way more levels of society than just politics or anything like that. And it's kind of funny, and I've noticed this a lot, and maybe maybe I'm just the idiot, which is definitely possible, uh, but I think that what's interesting is there is so much like hate and obsession with people and how much money they make. And this is not even political at all. Like, this is just like, it seems to be like a, a, an exact element of our culture today, where if someone is wealthy, say they inherited the wealth, whatever, who cares? I personally don't care. And it really is nobody's business. What if your grandfather dies and gives you a really nice golden watch? Like, that's because your grandpa was nice, he loved you, and he gave you a golden watch, and then he died, whatever. It's no one else's business that my grandpa gave me that golden watch or how much it's worth. Like it's, that's nobody's business because that's, that's just a family affair. So in my own personal opinion, even if I had $10 million, I died and I had 10 kids and I gave them each a million dollars, like nobody should care because it's not their business. Society at large has nothing to do with what I do with my family. Like I don't care about anyone else besides my family if I'm giving each of my kids, 10 kids, a million dollars each. That's because that's what I want to do with the money that I've worked hard and earned. Anyway, there is a huge amount of hate for people that are wealthy or people that are even successful. And I think it's really interesting. Like, and this is not, not a political, like it's not on the, on the right or the left. It's everywhere. Um, but it, it, it seems to me like it's mostly, uh, coming from people who are, I don't know, like they're not happy with life. Maybe they're a little less well off. Um, maybe they're even well off and making good money, but they still despise people who make more than them. And I've heard so many times people like, you know what? Oof. Yeah. Your life sucks. You have, you have a cool 10 mil in the bank. Yeah. Your life's terrible. Yeah. I'd do anything for that. You don't deserve that. You should, uh, we should, Hey, we should take their money away. Give it to other people. Like you don't deserve 10 million. There's people starving how can you, how can you deserve X amount of money? You know what I mean? Like it's, and there are some people that are wealthy that are buttholes and I wish they didn't have any money because sometimes people become corrupted by the money and they start living a life that's not genuine to who they really are. And they start trying to become a different person. And there's whole problems with that. And I'm pretty sure everyone's kind of aware of that. But I think on the flip side, there's a huge problem with people who don't want to work and be successful, they would just rather crap on everyone else, piss on them, say, hey, you suck. I don't care that you worked harder than me. I deserve this, even though I didn't and will not ever be willing to work for it. Or there's other people who do put forth the time and effort and hard work to get to where they are and they're successful. And you know what? That's just because they've worked hard and that's what the market gives them. But I don't believe that anyone should be going and trying to destroy someone just because they are worth $10 million or even $10. Like we, we should not even be obsessing or hating on people for how much money they do or don't have. Like it, it just doesn't make any sense. 
it doesn't make any sense, but it does make sense to me. Why? Because Karl Marx is the one I, I believe, at least in these modern times, like maybe the last hundred, 200 years that's in, well, yeah, maybe even the last 500 years where it's like he introduces class and class warfare, basically saying, Hey, you know, this is unfair. You have the upper class, the middle class, the lower class. And I feel like he framed it really, really well in order to get people to react to it. And of course we can see that in Russia with the Bolsheviks and their revolution and Lenin taking over and, and doing what they did. And a lot of that is based off the, the framing that Karl Marx put for the poor people versus the rich people. And I understand wealth was a little bit different back then. And there was a lot, a lot different. There was a lot more differences in class. And it's the same thing in England. Um, there was upper class and lower class, and that's pretty much it. There really has not ever been like too much of a middle class until much recently, I'd say. If you study English politics at all or uh, English economics or anything. But like, yeah, there's been lords forever in England and they've always been way more well off than the common people. You have your upper class and lower class. But today it's not the same. And it's definitely not the same really in America. Where yes, there are people who are poor. There are people who are in the middle and there are people that are wealthy. But it's really interesting because these ideas of like trying to claim as a group that another person doesn't deserve money because the group says so is insane. It's absolutely insane. And it's all because of Karl Marx. For example, say I go to my grad school that I'm going to this fall and I find a good job that pays me good money. I work really, really hard. And 20 years from now, when I'm 45, I'm very successful. I hope that that's the case. Because I have to be progressing to be happy. I have to be busy to be happy. I have to be accomplishing what I want to accomplish, having good systems. I have to be doing that to be happy. And so I'm hoping that that's the outcome. But imagine that. Like, I literally, I've been working full-time through 99% of my schooling. I have two children that I provi- and a wife that I provide for as I've done this. And I feel like I've put in a lot of hard work. And say I keep working hard for the next 20, 25 years even 10 years, and somebody decides that I don't deserve what I've worked for. And, and how do they come to that conclusion? Because they don't like the amount of money that I've made. That's something that happens every single day in this country, and all over the world for that matter. And it's really interesting to me because I feel, and I'm of the opinion that there's tons of money in the world, and every single one of us can work hard and find a way to use that money to our benefit. And to be able to earn that money and progress and be comfortable, I literally believe that everyone can. Now, there are people that are definitely less fortunate and less privileged, and that's cool. But, and we should help others whenever we can. But that doesn't mean that we don't deserve what we've worked for. You know, like, it's like saying, literally, it it could honestly be like, hey, you've worked really, really hard for a degree. But since I don't like you as a person, I don't like that you have such a high GPA I don't think you deserve that degree or you deserve a lower grade. It seems kind of like that with money. And it's, it's interesting just the obsession with how much everyone makes. I think it's interesting. Like, I think it's good to know, but I, I just think like when people start saying that someone is this or that because of how much money they have or how much money they don't have, I think, I just think it's stupid and it's dumb. And if you do that, you should freaking stop because it's stupid. But 
it's really, really, really interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I literally, I don't even know what I just said. These ideas came to my mind and they came out of my mouth here in the good old nighttime. It's interesting how that works. Anyway, I'm very tired. Trigger warning for the next episode. Some of you may not want to listen to this and that's okay because it is not a traditional late nights with Lenny necessarily. Um, I've been studying a certain document for the last couple years, and this is a completely religious-based podcast that I'll probably be doing. Maybe not the next one, maybe the next one, I don't know. Um, I've, I've really wanted to talk about it for a long time, and I still can't quite decide if it's the right thing to do on this podcast, um, because this podcast is not a religious podcast. Like I, I'm very faithful in what I do believe, and have a lot of insights um, to what I have studied, uh, from those who think differently, you could say, um, or those who once believed, but do think radically differently. So I don't know. I'll probably, I'll probably do that one next, but I just want to.